If we haven't met, my name is Erica Thomason. I'm one of the student pastors here at LCF. I've been working here for almost, I guess, just six years now. Um, I got my degree in secondary education. I taught at Faith Christian Academy for a few years, and then I started working here. Um, Corey and I, the guy back there holding the camera, that's my husband, we've been married for next week. We'll be seven years, and so, yeah, it's exciting. Um, It always seems like we're doing some sort of student ministry or church thing on our anniversary. Next week is the church-wide pool party that hopefully y'all will come to celebrate our anniversary and enjoy um, <laughs> one another. Um, so, yeah, that's a little bit about us. Um, I also help with the cross-country team with high school, and I just this season started working with little ones, uh, U6 with soccer. So I like to be active. I like to travel. Um, and so, yeah, that's just a little bit about me. Um, hi, my name is Adam Kuntz, and I'm also one of the student pastors here, and I've only been here for, this is coming up on two years, and um, I feel like that's flown by in some ways and trudged along in others through the COVID thick of things, and so, but it's been a, a great two years nonetheless, and so um, my whole life situation has really shifted a lot since being hired on here. I was a single guy living in a one-bedroom apartment in Liberty, now uh a husband, a dad to three girls running back there with one on the way. And, uh, and my wife back here, Kendra, is we've been married since October 29th. So, <laughs> so anyway, we're um, things have been good and busy and and a lot of sorts. And so we're just excited for that. Um, but yeah, that's a, I don't know if there's anything else about me. I just student ministry is good. It's been 10 years of full-time student ministry, and so that's wild to think I've been doing something long enough to say it's been 10 years. And even in that 10 years, student ministry has shifted and changed a lot. And so a lot of the things that we're going to talk about today have just kind of been some observations about how um, parenting today's teens is kind of a unique gig that you guys are entrusted to and something that we as a church get to partner with and walk alongside you in that. So I'm excited to kind of lock arms with you guys as a result of tonight. So... All right, so we also, as you guys met outside, have four summer interns. It's kind of a tradition here at LCF to bring on four college students. And so they are awesome. We love each and every one of them. Um, If you haven't gotten a chance to meet them, they'll be with your kids all summer. So introduce yourselves and get to know them. Uh, We have students from KU and I'm trying to think, GCU, so all over the place. And so it's a fun way to just kind of... uh, get some energy and Adam and I are you know we've been in the game a little bit and so to have the fresh um, energy that the interns bring um, is exciting for our students and as you guys probably know for students to be around like college kids is like they can really look up to them so we always look forward to having our summers with our interns and we're really excited with our group so we're going to introduce two of our interns through videos right now Um, We kind of just did a little quick get to know you so you guys can put a name to a face and learn a little bit about them. What's your name? Abby. Where do you go to school? Grand Canyon University. What are you studying in school? Nursing. One horse-sized duck or ten duck-sized horses? A giant duck. Are you more like your mom or your dad? Mom. Favorite pizza topping? Chicken. Do you believe in ghosts? No. Favorite fast food restaurant? Chipotle. 
Favorite book of the Bible? Jeremiah. Go to hobby? Pickleball. One thing you're afraid of? The ocean. What's a reasonable length for a nap? Two hours. Uh, dogs or cats? Dogs. What kind of car do you drive? Uh, Volvo S60. Most recent TV show you've watched? Grey's Anatomy. What song has been stuck in your head? Mmm. Na 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 na. Uh. <laughs> what is your name? Uh, Daniel. What do you go? Where do you go to school? I go to UMKC. What are you studying in school? Uh, mechanical engineering. What's your go-to hobby? Go-to hobby? Uh, I like to go to the gym. What's one thing you're afraid of? Afraid of? I'm afraid of heights. Favorite class in high school? Uh, I really liked um, my history classes. What's a reasonable length for a nap? It's about an hour. What kind of car do you drive? Uh, Ford Escape. What's the most recent TV show you've watched? Uh, NCIS. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Mint chocolate chip. What was your first job? Uh, Pizza Ranch. What app do you waste the most time on? Probably Instagram. What is your spirit animal? I've been told a giraffe. <laughs> do you believe in ghosts? No. Favorite pizza topping? Pepperoni. Uh, what time do you usually wake up? Around 10-ish. Do penguins have meat? Yes. Go to hobby. Uh... <laughs> okay, so that's two of our interns, Abby and Daniel. Hopefully you'll get the chance to meet them at some point if you haven't already. If not, then you'll just know a lot of random facts about them. Um, <laughs> So if you didn't grab a calendar, make sure you grab one of those on the way out. The first half of tonight, I'm going to kind of explain um, what we do and why we do it. Um, so tonight, we want you to kind of get our heart behind student ministry. We don't just want to throw a bunch of events on your guys' calendar just because. We want to do things with intentionality. So at the beginning of the summer, we gather as a team of six of us, and we pray over the summer we think through what we think that students would enjoy, where we see them flourish. And so we created our summer calendar with lots of prayer, lots of intentionality. And so we kind of just wanted to talk about the why we do, why we do what we do tonight. Um, and then I'll go over the more practical um, what what's going on. And then you guys can ask questions as we go throughout tonight. So the big why is we just want to create an environment that's fun, that's safe, that's an intentional environment for students just to really be themselves and learn more about Christ. A lot of the things that we do on our calendar are fun things, but we don't just see those things as just like a fun way to spend your evening. We've trained our interns and we're intentional um, just to have connection and important conversations during those times. Even if they're just like silly connections, we want uh, our students to come away with um, just feeling like church is a safe place, a safe place for themselves, but also a safe place to bring in their friends. And so we love having um, these, the summer is probably, it's my favorite time of the year because it allows just for so much more freedom and ability for relationship, ability to connect. And especially for our sixth graders coming in, uh, middle school, the transition into middle school can be hard and scary. So just meeting um, new people and meeting friends before starting middle school is huge and so even that that's true for all grades but especially for middle school so we are we plan our summer scout calendar um, to be heavily relational 
and so that our students can connect with one another, can connect with our interns, and then also Adam and I. And so um, the summer is busy. You don't need to feel like you need to come to every single event. Um, but we plan it this way to maximize our time. We know that school year can be really, really busy with school and sports. And so we try to use our summers to develop relationships, connections, and then most importantly, push them towards Christ, disciple them, and yeah, just show the love of Christ. And so if you look at your calendar, if you have one, um, probably our main thing that we do And if you have students that have been in our student ministry, you all know. um, On Sunday nights, we do youth group every Sunday night. Um, During the school year, it looks a little bit different. Uh, We have discipleship group leaders that come, two per grade usually. And those are the people, the adults, uh, that pour into your students, uh, that invest their lives into your um, children. And so during the summer, the interns kind of play that role. a little bit different but they'll spend a lot of time with the interns but then come August when our interns leave that role will be filled by uh, two in most cases two adults that are there investing all throughout the school year some of our interns like Daniel uh, will continue throughout the year so it's awesome to have like that bridge that connection um, as we transition into the school year so that um, is a little bit different for middle school and high school. Tonight we have them both together, but normally middle school is from 5.30 to 7, and then high school is from 7 to 8.30. And that will be the same all throughout. And so your calendars say that, but that's just kind of our big thing. That's where we do worship, that's where we do teaching, and then also time in the group. The other big thing that we do for middle schoolers, it's called WHAM. It used to be called Monday Mania. We transitioned away um, from that just so we wouldn't have Sunday and then Monday uh, right back to back. And so we spread out um, our big middle school events. It's called WHAM because Wednesday AM, if you're wondering what the acronym meant. Um, so each week we do something a little bit different. Um, each one is outlined. If they need to bring specific things, it says on here, um, if you have questions about those, we can answer those. Um, But those are a time where we do gather for Bible study for the first part. We used to do them separately, but we know that you guys don't want to be running back and forth all the time to church. And so we put them together and made it two hours long. So we'll have a Bible study and then we'll transition to our time of like crazy we do slip and slide you paint more a lot of fun things so Wednesday mostly just send them in clothes that you don't care about <laughs> you never know exactly They'll probably get sweaty if not water or paint or something um, and so um, all of those are listed on here and then on Wednesday we also have high school Bible study um, that usually uh, we have hangouts afterwards and so Plan for a little bit longer than what the calendar actually says if your child wants to hang out afterwards. Um, And those unstructured hangout times are really fun and important for our students to usually go to like Culver's or Sonic or something. So maybe send them with a couple extra bucks Um, and they'll uh, just, you know, experience community with one another. And so those are our main things that we have every week. If you look, we also have random hangouts. Um, We have cultural lunches. We have uh, Barnabas letter writing, some other random things. So 
those are our not as consistent hangouts, but still really, um, really fun. We'll also um, have probably um, an intern or Adam or I, we want to get to know your students. So sometimes we'll ask students to like, hey, you wanna go grab coffee? You wanna go get ice cream? And so we wanna communicate with you all when that's happening, especially for middle school um, students. And so that's kind of a part of our student ministry, a part of our discipleship is we just really wanna get to know our students. So. Um, if you have questions about that, we would love to um, answer those. And so that's kind of our, that's a really quick, broad overview of our summer. Am I missing anything? <coughs> Maybe some questions. Yeah. Does anyone have any questions about our summer? I know there's kind of a lot of people in here, so you might have to be brave if you want to raise your hand. <laughs> no questions? Well, you can always feel free to grab one of us um, afterwards if you have questions or if you think of something throughout tonight. Um, right whenever you asked me if I remember anything, I just remembered something. Um, we're doing something uh, new this year for our seniors, and that is we're calling it a senior trek. That for the seniors that have graduated, normally they would be done with student ministry, um, but this year. Um, we're asking that they keep coming to student ministry stuff um, until they leave for college. And the purpose of that being that we're going to combine all seniors together for a combined D group. And what we realize is that seniors are asking different questions in this season than the other students. And so we're going to address some of those big ticket items that maybe college students are asking. Well, how do I find a church home? What are some important things when it comes to looking for a church? Um, when it comes to my identity, when it comes to, to peer pressures, the pressures I'm going to be facing on a college campus, um, those kinds of things. We have a, um, some of our partnerships is, are with campus ministries that are going to be coming and also sharing about how they can get plugged into their campus and a campus ministry um, at college. And so I think it'll be good whether they're going to a four-year college, a two-year college, or just going into the workforce. I think it's going to be good intentional purposeful things for your graduating senior to keep coming so that we can still pour into them this summer and so we're really excited um for the senior trek and that's going to start um on june 26 and it'll be going on till they basically leave for college and so um, we're really excited about that trek time though oh yeah another thing that we mentioned that we forgot to to mention was uh the biggest way for you all to stay plugged in to like um, random events or some changes in schedules is through remind text messages. And so um, there's, if you have a middle school student, you can sign up for at LCF middle. I'm going to switch the slide, but it's going to be basically the same thing for high school students. It's LCF parent or LCF high. And then if you want parent text messages only, you probably got one today. Um, about this kickoff, but there is an at LCF parent. I don't think we have a slide for that, but at LCF parent, if you want to sign up for text alerts. So that's one way to kind of get the most recent announcements, happenings of what's happening in our student ministry. So we promise not to spam you too much, um, but we do use it though. <laughs> so it is, we try to use it purposefully and, and respect your guys' time in that and that we don't always want to communicate things via email sometimes text message is just a little easier so 
Yeah, sometimes that LCF middle may be specific towards middle school students. If you do LCF parent, I would encourage you to also be a part of the LCF parent more than both. But if you're gonna pick one to be a part of, be a part of the LCF parent because we'll always communicate to that one and you'll get the most updated happenings and specific to you as a parent. So we would probably encourage that. Any other questions? Those are good questions. Thanks for asking. Yep. You said something about like, uh, you know, the interns that you guys show up to pick up the kids. Will it just be one adult or will it be another adult with them? You want to talk to that? Sorry, I don't, I'm not sure I understand your question. Like rule three. Like, well, there's like a rule three thing or? Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. So at the beginning of summer, we train interns. We go through all, like, if you're a volunteer at LCF, then you've probably gone through the the volunteer handbook and policy. Yeah, we adhere to rule of three, um, and they, they've been equipped and trained in that um, safe touch, safe talk, all of that. So yes, they, we know that like when we're cleaning up and if there's a, a student left, we all stay together as a team. We don't just leave one intern to handle that. So yes, that's a great question. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. Cool. Cool, any other questions? Awesome. Well, um, if you were a part of the LCF parent text alerts, um, I sent out a survey a while ago, and it was just kind of like a way for us to kind of get a pulse on you as parents. What what are some concerns that you guys have as parents? Um, like I mentioned, I, I became a parent in October, so you guys have been parents l- a lot longer than I have. So I'm not coming to you with um, some groundbreaking epiphany that you all need to adhere to as parents. But I wanted us to also just, I want to know where we're at as parents. What questions are you guys asking? What are some concerns? And one of those questions in the, in the survey that was so enlightening for both Erica and I was kind of what are some concerns that you have as a parent? And some of those that were, one of those that jumped off the page immediately that was the most concerning was when it comes to students and technology and smartphones. That was a big one. I kind of saw that being the case. How do you parent in a tech-filled world? Um, There was also like a three-way tie between family discipleship. How do I do that? How do I have a family discipleship culture in my own home? Um... Students and that have doubt and faith crisis. How do I parent whenever we have we not done our job as parents? When my student is having a faith crisis, what do I do? Um, and then this one kind of surprised me a little bit, but then ultimately I thought about it. I'm like, okay, maybe it shouldn't have surprised me. It's students and authority, whether that be godly authority or parental authority. How do I parent when I'm constantly just butting heads with my child? I just want to have a relationship with my child. And mainly a lot of your arguments and frustrations maybe deal with that first one with, with technology. Like I, I just want to have a relationship with my kids, so I'm just not going to fight it anymore. And so I, that's just kind of like a small taste Um, to the concerns and the questions that you have as parents. I know there's certainly more. There's a lot of baggage and a lot of weight and a lot of 
turmoil maybe in this room. And ultimately, I don't have the answer to all of these things. So hear that. But what we do all have access to is when I don't know what to do, and even before then, we have God's wisdom. And so that's mainly like my, my prayer for us, my prayer for you and for me as a parent is that we would walk in wisdom. Because I certainly don't have the answers. And the things that, that we have in this room in common is that when it comes to technology and parenting, we don't have the luxury of looking back to what mom and dad did when it came to technology. Like we're charting new waters here. And this is troubling because it's not going away, Right? Technology is not going away. Social media, as much as you loathe it and hate it as parents and what it's doing to your students, like it's not going away. But I can tell you the answer is not sticking your head in the sand and acting like, acting like it's not there. So how do, we, how do we do that? How do we parent in a technology-filled world? And we do that through wisdom. Like the answer is wisdom. As much as I wish I could just give you the steps to follow and go and do, you know, it's, it doesn't work that way. But man, if we could all use something in this room, it's a dose of wisdom. Amen? Amen. And so there's a psalm that resonates with me. And this was something that my mom had us memorize scripture on the way to school. And I was just, well, mom, why can't we listen to the radio like normal people? But mom had us memorize scripture. And it was Psalm 121 was one of those. I lift my eyes Towards the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heavens and earth. My help comes from the Lord. And that's such a comfort to me because I certainly don't know what I'm doing. I've been in the game barely enough to say I'm a parent, and here I am trying to just charter these waters with you guys together, and we don't have the luxury of looking back. But what we do have, though, is wisdom in the days ahead. Now we look to God when it comes to how we can parent in a world that we're just charting new waters together. And so um, ultimately tonight, Erica and I want to just tell you guys that we're with you in this. And we're not telling you uh, to go and and do something, but rather like we want to lock arms with you and say, whatever the concerns are with for you as a parent, like we're with you. You don't have to do this alone. There are resources out there. There are things that are helpful. Every, situation, every home and situation is unique and different. We recognize that. Um, but all, that, all of that to just say and acknowledge we're with you. And so I wanted to point towards a few resources that I have found helpful um, just in, in ministry, but also through parenting. And so uh, part of your papers here uh, is the parent resources. I want to briefly touch on these. I know we can all read, but I want to um, briefly touch on these. And I have most of these books here if you want to thumb through them before you leave. And so one of those books is Growing With, Every Parent's Guide to Helping Teenagers and Young Adults Thrive in Their Faith, Family, and Future. So This is from Fuller Youth Institute. I really love a lot of the things that they put out for ministers, for families. They put a lot of research behind what they do. 
And so I find a lot of the things that they do, they're not just opinions. They're not just someone smarter than me throwing a book together, but they actually use data and research to put together some of those critical conversations and things that you need as a family to start um, growing as disciples. And so Growing With is one of those books I would recommend. Again, feel free to thumb through all of these books um, as we talk about them. This next book, admittedly, I haven't read, but it's also from Fuller Youth Institute, which I trust. And so the summary of this book talks about this. There's three big questions. That's the book. Three big questions that change every teenager. And those three questions I put in the summary, those big questions are, who am I? Where do I fit? And what difference can I make? And so I just thought this would be a really great book. I'm going to absolutely read through this one soon, but uh, that's one that I would recommend. I don't physically have this book with me um, because we moved recently and I didn't unpack it yet, but it's called Family Discipleship. It was written by Matt Chandler and Adam Griffin. And so that's a great book that has, it's not too daunting of a read. It's a small read, but I really think that would be the heart of, if you need, if you're having those questions of how do I even begin having a home that has a discipleship culture in it, I would start at Family Discipleship. If you're having a hard time engaging in spiritual conversations i would recommend family discipleship it's one of those books i think can give you the spiritual confidence to speak into the life of your student and i think sometimes we may fall prey to well i just don't want to get put in a corner by my kid and not know an answer to a question they have and so i'm just going to not ask questions when it relates to the lord and uh, i would encourage you that you actually step in and lean into those and that we actually have those conversations and it's okay to say, I don't know, but I think we can find out from someone and then um, tag us along in those conversations. We'd love to walk with you in that and to have those spiritual conversations. So family discipleship would be a great one I would recommend for that. I would say if you're going to buy one book off this list and you're not sure which book to buy, it would be Generation Z Unfiltered. This is by Tim Elmore. Again, super research-based. He doesn't just say his opinions and his certain leanings. He uses data numbers to actually put together some incredible chapters when it comes to, gosh, if you just come up here and read the table of contents, it is going to cover a wide variety of why this generation is the most anxious generation we have right now. And so it is super insightful. Um, I would highly recommend Generation Z Unfiltered. Next, if you're just needing a starting point when it comes to technology and, and stepping into those waters, even though I know you may are thinking in your head, oh, this is going to be awful if I start putting boundaries in place when it comes to teens and cell phones. If you need a starting point, I would recommend navigating our digital world. It's not going to be the 2020 edition. Like It's not going to be super updated. It is updated enough that you're going to find some incredible principles when it comes to walking in wisdom, when it comes to technology in the home. So I'd recommend that when it comes to technology. Um, Parenting by Paul Tripp is one that is just, I'm a big fan of Paul Tripp. I'll read any book he puts out. It could be about whittling and I would read it um, because I just trust the guy. So um but Parenting by Paul Tripp is an incredible book. It's, it certainly shapes parenting in a gospel lens. 
And so if you're needing to just how do I parent with the gospel in mind, I would highly recommend uh, parenting. And the last book is not on the sheet because I realized that I didn't put it on there is Boundaries with Teens. Um, I would I would recommend most boundaries books. This was written, I think, in 2006. So not the most updated, but I think boundaries are kind of one of those timeless things when it comes to our relationships and how we interact with our students. Um, boundaries with teens. So I would recommend that one as well. Um, there's a few other digital resources out there. There's certainly a lot of podcasts out there. Some that I chose that would kind of help give you the tools for certain things would be Parent Q. Um, that's an incredible podcast that I would encourage you to check out. And if you're just like, I just need to listen to something and try to find a topic, they have, uh, I think, over 100 episodes that you can kind of filter through and see if there's a topic that would be beneficial for you in your current season. And then the Family Discipleship Podcast is just one where a couple guys get together and talk imperfectly about parenting. And so it's just pretty real, um, but also gospel-centered. So I would recommend uh, that podcast as well. Something that we do as a ministry, some days I actually wonder, is this even helpful? <laughs> is is a student ministry weekly where a week, sometimes if I get behind every other week, we send out an email with like what's coming up um, in our student ministry, ways that your student can stay connected, ways that you as a parent can stay connected. If you don't get those emails, um, you can leave us your email and we can get you signed up for those so that you can know what's happening in our student ministry. We really just don't like it whenever we, we uh, can't reach every family. And if there's a family that like, man, that would have been so much fun for my student to attend. I wish I would have known about that. Um, that's, what, that's something that, oh man, that's preventable. We can fix that. We can definitely get those emails sent to you. And so if you do not get our student ministry weeklies, We'd love for you to just stay in the loop on what's coming up in our student ministry. Um, and then lastly, as a result of the survey that we sent out that I mentioned a while ago, um, I subscribed to a parent page that is released every month. And it's by Walt Mueller and his team. He's an incredible man of God that I follow for a number of years through ministry but he and his team have put together a resource just for you parents when it comes to parenting your teen. And it's going to be probably the most up-to-date, research-minded stuff that you're going to get sent right to your phone. So if you sign up for our parent text alerts, you're going to get a link to that parent page at the start of every month. And it's going to give you some of the trending topics that your student is probably being exposed to that you may or may not realize. And so it's, it's super insightful in that way. There's always an article from Walt, and he's just kind of, you can just picture meeting grandpa for coffee every month. That's what this article is going to be. Walt just meeting you for coffee is going to tell you a little bit what's on his heart when it comes to parenting and the gospel. And it's, again, it's going to be up to date. It's going to be mindful of kind of the current happenings in our world and how you can parent through those. And so just kind of navigate some tricky waters um, that you're probably going to be facing in one way or another. And so um, that's something that we want to provide for you every month. And so um, that's just kind of the ways that we um, want to provide kind of some resources and just kind of some of those first steps forward when it comes to parenting in uncharted waters. And so I don't know for, I don't know the room 
especially of like how many of you are parenting high schoolers, how many of you are parenting fresh middle schoolers, but I know that there's a transition coming in your world where parenting can't look the same as it did when your child was five. Maybe you feel like that's the case, but it's, it's uh, parenting, there's just this, we can't keep parenting how we used to. And we have to keep also like as a transition comes, we as parents also have to transition and we have to kind of shift gears a little bit and maybe parent a little bit differently than we normally would. And when it comes to technology and other sorts, um, we know that there's no manual on that. Um, but like I said, we have God's wisdom to our access. And so we um, were with you guys in that. And I don't know if there's any questions that you have. I think I would like to also, I mentioned it to Erica, mentioning just kind of like, what do you observe in our students now um, when it comes to just the, the challenges and things that our students are facing? What do you observe, Erica? So clearly, I'm not a parent of a teenager, but I do spend a lot of time around um, them. And one thing I think, especially in the last couple of years, um, as Adam kind of touched on a little bit, is just increasing levels of anxiety. Um, I think, I don't know if it's directly correlated, I think it has to be in some way to social media, especially for our young girls. They're exposed to a lot on uh, social media, things with body image, um, it's like the TikTok and all of that. And so I've just seen a rise in comparison. Um, I'm speaking specifically for girls. I don't know out of interest though, guys. I don't know their concerns quite well. But um, just comparison, comparing themselves um, physically and just like their friend group, I think. Now that you can see um, all that everyone's doing, uh, pretty much constantly. It's hard to deal with um, seeing being excluded from things, not being invited to everything. And so that, I mean, even I only had Facebook whenever I was in high school. So I can't imagine all of the pressure that's coming from all the different platforms. Um, so I think the reason we spend so much time talking about technology in student ministry is because it is having a profound impact on our students' emotional and spiritual health and well-being and so i think having those conversations in the home we have them uh, from time to time in student ministry um, but not just saying no you can't have snapchat no you can't have social media but explaining your heart and wanting to protect them um, from all of the stuff that they do not need to be <laughs> exposed to at high school you can remember and middle school too is already hard enough like they already have a lot of social pressures and so having that thrown in um, they're dealing with a lot and so I think too um, it can probably you probably don't understand always where they have this like emotional outburst but there's a lot going on that we like I can't even fully understand because the world does look so different than whenever I was their age and so just being patient and being grace-filled in those um, conversations and um, really, I think those can lead to so many great discipleship conversations. Um, like you think that a phone couldn't allow for all of um, those conversations, but I really do think that it can. And so rather than I think, I know it's hard, but rather than getting frustrated that they're responding a certain way or if they keep pestering you for a phone or for certain social media, um, like sitting down and explaining rather than just telling them. No, I mean, you guys know that. 
But I think it's hard for our students to understand when all of the all of their peers are behaving a certain way and their parents are just passively allowing it. I think a lot of that is because they don't understand the profound impacts. And so, um, yeah, we see a lot of anxiety and not just with, with social media. It can come from pressures with school and that kind of thing. But I think uh, we this is a, an anxious generation um, because partly because of social media. And so having those conversations, if you see them behaving a certain way, um, trying to press in, or if like sometimes, you know, a child doesn't always want to talk to their parents about all that they're feeling. You guys have probably experienced that a little bit. Um, so Adam and I, we ask for per, like prayer requests in our emails every week. And so if you feel comfortable, like we would love to be praying for you in specific ways. If there are certain things that your child is struggling with, especially, you know, with everything, but especially in regards to like anxiety, depression, um, those kinds of things. So that's something that I've noticed. Um, there's a lot of things that we could go on and on with that, but that's kind of a broad um, thing that you're probably all aware of, but I guess I gently just remind you to engage with like grace with those kind of conversations because they really are being um, just encountered with so many things that I don't even understand um, just all of the pressures that are happening. Yeah, I uh, want to just, I guess, echo what Erica mentioned is that same with the fellas is that it's, it's so anxious driven and there's this codependency on cell phones that's alarming. You know, we are so... And again, like we can't just say, man, these students are so dependent <laughs> when, I mean, it's, it's right next to me, you know, all the time. And um, yeah, it's one of those things that, again, I don't have the answer, but there is a way to be wise in this world. And what does that look like when we parent with our teenagers? And there's this, what you already see, this dependency on a on a device and the question is really loaded if you were to ask what is describe the relationship with your phone you know and it's even weird that we can even use that word relationship and not blink twice about it because it is kind of like a relationship that you have with your device and it's the same that that students and kids are observing that in us and again, like, like we, we want to approach this with grace, and I'm not trying to, to beat you up that you need to get a hold of your house and that this, this and that, but it's that we can't just claim ignorance, though, when it comes to this. And so when it comes to devices, um, I would encourage, if I'm going to encourage in any way, that we, that we set healthy boundaries with our devices. And that we, exempt, that we also exemplify in those boundaries. And that we not just say this is the rule whenever you become an adult, then you can have unharnessed cell phone time. But that we put our phones to bed and not allow our phones to put us to bed. You know, we call that parenting your phone where you actually are the one to say, you know what, I'm done for the night. Good night. Rather than you mindlessly scrolling till you fall asleep. You know, students are doing that. 
And if I were to say there's something I observe about students that is outside of anxiety, is something that feeds that anxiety is that they're sleep deprived. They're, they're tired. And here we are trying to make good decisions and live wisely. And we're, not, and we're also operating with not a fully formed brain in our teenagers. And then they're, we're trying to make them like make good decisions, but they're also sleep deprived. I mean, how do you parent when you're sleep deprived? Like we all make bad decisions. Like we're all a little irritable and we're frustrated and we just don't know why we're, it's getting to us. But it is. We're tired is what I've observed and that we're anxious. And there's a, a dependency that we've noticed and observed and have been like fighting this battle for a long time. But again, acknowledging we know it's not going away. And so when it comes to wisdom, we're with you in that. We're with you on how those conversations can look. Um, the last thing I want to point to resource-wise kind of feeds into this, and it's something I kind of have mixed opinions about, but I wanted to provide it for everyone, and it's a cell phone agreement or a contract, I guess. Um, this may not fit for every family. You can even write your own. There's no magic formula here. Tweak it. Make it your own. Make it fit for your family. But there are some things that I wanted to basically give you permission, parents, that if you pay for your cell phone, that cell phone is yours. (laughs) You know, and I I feel like I need to give you the permission to say that, that that actually, that cell phone is actually belongs to me. And I'm letting you use it. This is a way that we can actually have a healthy relationship with. And it doesn't have to be this, this constant contention because we have this to go back to. You signed the contract. You signed like the agreement. And if you don't like the, you know, throw me under the bus. This was Adam's idea. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm with you in this, parents. I'm not trying to, I want to speak in the same language when it comes to parenting in the home. And so this is something, again, if you've already have a teenager and you're thinking, no way are they going to sign this. Whose phone is it? Sign the agreement. You can have your phone. Again, this is just a a mock-up. You can tweak it how you think sees fit. But I do want to give you the framework for the starting point when it comes to parenting your teenager in a a tech-driven world. Unharnessed, things will continue. They will let the phone put them to bed every night. There will be this anxiousness that because they're sleep deprived, they're not making good decisions. They're trying to maintain all of these relationships physically and digitally, and they're tired. And so ultimately, I wanted to give you the framework because I do think when it comes to parenting and technology, we, we, need, to set, we need to set the standard of what it looks like to have a healthy relationship and healthy boundaries when it comes to technology. So... Again, I don't have the answer for all this, but we're with you. We're with you in this. So that was a lot. We want to kind of introduce the second half of our interns. And then if you have some questions, jot some of those down. We'll take some questions after that. So let's meet the other half of our interns. What's your name? Hey, Dan West. Where do you go to school? Where do you go to college? Where, what are you studying in school? Economics. How many siblings do you have? Two brothers. Favorite fast food restaurant? Uh, Taco Bell. Favorite book of the Bible? Job. What's your regular hobby? Indoor soccer. Do penguins have knees? No. What's your favorite class in high school? Um, Sports med. What's a reasonable length for a nap? Anywhere above 45 minutes. 
What time do you usually wake up? <laughs> it depends on the day. What's the farthest you ever run? 13.1. Prettiest place you've ever visited? Iceland. Dogs or cats? Dogs. What kind of car do you drive? Honda Civic. What song has been stuck in your head recently? 22 Taylor Swift. Amen. Most recent TV show you've watched? Stranger Things. Favorite ice cream place? Uh, mint taco chip. What was your first job? Fountain uh, Bluff Concessions Attendant. What app do you waste the most time on? Twitter. Favorite non-Adam or Erica passer on staff? Ooh, uh, Kurt. <laughs> Kurt, the man! <laughs> All right, what's your name? <laughs> Where do you go to school? KU. Where are you studying in school? Exercise science. How many siblings do you have? One. Favorite fast food restaurant? Chipotle. Favorite book of the Bible? Ephesians. Go-to hobby? Soccer. Do penguins have knees? No. One thing you're afraid of? Vomit. Favorite class in high school? Uh, athletic training. What's a reasonable length for a nap? For me, it's like four hours. How <laughs> <laughs> Eight miles. Prettiest place you've ever visited? Colorado. Do you want Dogs or cats? Dogs. Uh, what kind of car do you drive? Nissan Altima. What song is this stuck in your head? Uh, oh, yeah. Anything by Harry Styles. Most recent TV show you watched? Uh, Grey's Anatomy. Favorite ice cream flavor? Cookies and cream. What was your favorite job or first job? Anthony. What app do you waste the most time on? Instagram. All right, so those are our interns. Um, we do have one other date for you guys to put on your calendar. This is not on the schedules, but um, in the fall, we're gonna do something very similar to what we did tonight. Although we're gonna be introducing our D group leaders. And so that is gonna be on August 21st from six to eight, very similar to tonight. Um, we wanna gather you all and then we'll send out another survey for you all um, this week so we can gather more data. We wanna hear from you. Um, Adam and I wanna be intentional about partnering with you. You guys spend the most hours with your children. Um, we only get a couple of weeks, so you guys know them best. And so we don't want uh, this to be like, we want to partner with you. We don't want this to be um, you know, a time where we're not um, reinforcing the things that you are at home. So. We want to hear from you, so make sure you fill out that survey. Um, the fall kickoff, again, will be from August 21st from 6 to 8. We'll have all of our D-groups here, you D-group leaders here. You can meet them and know who they're spending their Sunday nights with. Um, so make sure to mark that on your calendar. That will be at the first youth group of the semester. Okay, so we have time, a little bit of time for questions. Does anyone have Questions can be logistical calendar questions or anything that we talked about um, tonight with technology or any of the resources. Yes. Do you guys have any rules on cell phones during time? Yeah, so that's something that we remind students pretty much every Sunday night. We, we ask them to get a hardback Bible so they're not using the Bible on their phone. We know that can be really distracting, even for adults. Uh, so we encourage them... Pretty much every student um, bring, they can either bring a Bible or we have a bunch of Bibles. Um, and then we encourage them to be off of their phone. We have had problems sometimes in D groups. Um, so we encourage the D group leaders to either, if it needs to, have a, like a phone basket. Usually, um, if they're reminded, then um, they'll put their phone away, at least for the evening. 
Um, the one time that it's a little bit of tricky is the first like 30 minutes we do hangout. And so if a student is feeling uncomfortable, then a lot of times they'll go to their phone. I mean, that's just true for adults too. It's when you show up to something and you don't know anybody, what's the first thing you do? You look down at your phone and talk to people you do know. And so um, if we see that happening, we try to go up and talk to a student, but that's the time. Uh, maybe even as a parent, you can continue to encourage. We'll continue to encourage it. Uh, we don't take their phones away or anything like that. The only time we do that is when we're at summer camp. Um, but we don't, yeah, we don't take their phones away. If it's a specific issue with your student, then we can have a conversation with you about it. Um, but I think a lot of um, us feel uncomfortable in environments like that. And so if there's activities going on, it's usually not a problem, but that first like 15 minutes can be kind of awkward <coughs> for students. And so we're continually trying to encourage them to stay off their phones, but we don't have like a specific policy for that. But that's a great question. Yeah. How can, like, through the summer, how is parents doing to support the interns, support you guys, all of that? Because, hmm. I mean, this is a lot of kids for sticking it is. Do you want to answer? Sure. Uh, I wasn't expecting that one. That's a great question. She asked, how Thank can you. we, how can you support us? <laughs> so, um, uh, and I don't really have the answer for that. I don't know. Um, prayer. Yeah, prayer. We prayer love course. prayer. It is helpful to know there are a few times when parents do respond and say, this is a way to pray for our student in this season. Like, that is helpful for us. For us to know where your students are at, what, if they're like having a great semester and it's been great, like that's that's great for us to know. Um, things that would be helpful for us during the school year, trials they're having, if they're having a hard time with school, if they're having a hard time making connections and friendships, that would be super valuable for us whenever we interact weekly with them, that we want to be intentional with that in that in light of that. So if there's ever anything that to be supportive would be to, man, if you could bring us in on something that would be helpful. We'd love to know that. I think too, a lot of times Adam and I will send stuff out and sometimes it feels like it's going into the void. You guys are probably reading it. I trust that. I'd like to think so. But <laughs> even like responding uh, to things that we put out and if those things aren't helpful, let us know. So just, I think, uh, open feedback. Uh, we love that. We really appreciate that. We, we don't want to do things that are, in, that are ineffective. And so if they're, you don't need to respond to every email. You can if you want. But just like anytime you think to, oh, I want to respond, we love hearing from parents. And that's not just digitally, um, but also in person on a Sunday morning too. Or um, our numbers are on the summer calendar. So anytime we can get like FaceTime or response to our things that we put out there, it's, it's really helpful. Are there social media that, that you connect with our kids on? Um, yes, we do have a, a youth group Instagram. You all are free to follow it. We do have a lot of parents that follow it. If you are not comfortable with your student having Instagram, a lot of times parents will follow it. We don't. We used to use that to like push events out. We now that we have Remind, we use that probably more frequently. But like all of those intern videos. They're all on our Instagram. Um, that's the one social media platform that we do use. It's at 
at youth LCF. Something like that. Underscore. <laughs> youth underscore LCF, I think. Is it on the calendar? Uh, so that's the one social media that we do use. Um, and we'll put things like polls. Like last week, we had a movie night, and we had the students vote on what movie they wanted to watch. Like fun things like that. But if you aren't comfortable having with your student having social media, you're and you want to, and you, we're your only follow, that's okay too. That we have had parents do that before. Were you also wondering, like, are we on different social medias that, like, maybe your student is on, or was it? Uh, no, it was more like. Okay. Are there updates and things? That okay. They don't have those that they need to. Or... Gotcha. Yeah, Instagram's our main way of doing that. Any other questions? Uh, something probably something with peanut butter. It could be of whatever form. I'll take it. Not mint chocolate chip. I know that. <laughs> Strong distaste. But uh, if I'm going to Sheridan's, it's definitely going to be chocolate with cookie dough on top. Or Andy's. I don't have a strong preference. I'll take any chocolate with cookie dough. <laughs> any other? Yes. You mentioned summer camp. Is there a summer camp that's routinely done? Uh, so summer camp this summer is Camp Barnabas. Uh, that primarily you have to be 13 and older to go, so it's uh, not available for our younger ones. Um, but we do have like a couple open spots still left if you are interested in learning more about Camp Barnabas. It's something that we do every summer. We've probably done it for over 20 years. Uh, we actually have a few people in this room. Becky Franklin's going. Um, both of us are going. Uh, it's a camp, if you're not familiar, uh, where we go and serve people with special needs. In the future, we hope to have a summer camp. We tried it this summer, and it just, like, the sign-ups were so low that it just didn't make sense. Um, so in the future, we hope to have summer camp. We have in the past, but then COVID kind of threw us all off. And so um, hopefully next year we'll have like a more formal summer camp. But right now, Camp Barnabas, that's on our calendar. If you're interested, we have like three open spots. So, yeah. Any other questions? Nope. Okay, well, as always, uh, we're here for you. And if you have any questions, we can field them afterwards. If we don't know you, we'd love for you to come. If we've never met, we'd love for you to meet us tonight. And so uh, come introduce yourselves. We'll try to find you too. Um, but yeah. Um, like, if, if this is your first time or your student's very first time coming, um, we have some forms in the back that would be super helpful for us to uh, stay connected with you and so if you're able to fill out one of those it's not asking for all your information we won't spam you or anything like that but it will be helpful for us to stay connected with you and so I'd love for you to fill that out and you can just hand that to either Erica or, or I and again these resources are up here in the front if you want to thumb through some books and see if these would be a good fit for you um, and other than that I think we're ready to pray and then you'll be dismissed thanks so much for coming guys God, we thank you for tonight, Lord, for the chance to gather with parents um, has been something I've been just personally so excited about and not because of any particular reason other than just to partner with God. And I 
we need your wisdom. We look to you, God, as the source and the creator of wisdom. And God, we need it here when it comes to parenting the children that you've entrusted to us. God, every student here is your creation, is your idea. And Lord, we need wisdom. So I thank you, God, for your word that you give to us. I thank you for people and relationships and friendships, Lord, that it takes to raise our children. Lord, I pray for the family here that is just maybe on at wit's end. God, would you give them grace in their conversations? Would you revive the love in their family, God? With that parent and student that's just butting heads continually and continually at odds. God, would you restore that relationship? God, would you bring it back to what it once was? And God, for that parent here that is just exhausted and tired, God, would you put a fresh wind in their sails? God, would you give them grace in the journey? Lord, we love you and we thank you. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for coming, guys. Um, We're here. If you want to chat, you're dismissed.